Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys, let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a box. Let me get this straight. Oh, we're talking now, ain't we? What? If you're not down with that, we got to work for you! Ball game! You're hearing me now, ain't you? What? Alright, hey everyone, welcome to Wishful Booking, a podcast where we talk about the current WWE product on a weekly basis and routinely ask the question, huh? My name is Liam McNulty, hmm. I'm joined as always by Jimmy Moorcraft. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Are you uh, all in for this week's show? <laughs> uh, WWE you definitely went, at, went all in on uh, yeah some pretty outlandish ideas this week. But I didn't watch All In, if that's what you're alluding to. Yeah, it's funny. I've heard... Or at least not yet, I haven't. I mean, I didn't think Raw was a good show, but I thought that a lot happened to talk about. Um, and I heard that at least oh, Wade that's... said it was one of the worst episodes in recent memory, which I don't know if I'd agree with. I don't... Only the lowest shot ever given to professional wrestling. I think when things happen, we could dissect the decisions, but it was definitely eventful. It was eventful. I guess, I, yeah, I guess it's the things that happen. I don't know if I agree with Wade that it was one of the worst. It was bad, though. I, I thoroughly did not like Money's Raw. Yeah. Well, let's get right into it. Let's yeah. talk about the opening segment. Okay. Did you want to start? You want me to start? Um, I mean, we know what's going on here. It's well established that Braun was forced to turn heel because I don't think there's any other heels for Roman to face right now, now that he's champion. Mm-hmm. I think that Braun came off the same way he came off when he was heel the first time. So it didn't feel unnatural. But it it is a shame that this is what Vince is doing to one of the most over guys on the roster. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, my mom made a good point when I was watching. She was like, well, hasn't he been healed this whole time? All he does is beat people up. And it was an interesting perspective from a casual fan because she's right. Yeah. That was one of our issues with the Kevin Owens storyline and in general. But he had the catchphrase and he pandered a bit. And he, I mean, he was definitely a, a little baby bit. Face. But it seemed like um, he did that as a result of the crowd. The, the crowd was into him because he's like, uh, you know, an attraction. And because yeah. of that, he started pandering. Like, the, you could definitely make the case that he had bad intentions the whole time. And he just, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't even the point I'm trying to get to. Um, I just, I was going to just double down on my point from last week because I feel like that's what they did on Raw. If you don't mind, I'm really quickly going to just divert over to a different storyline which i think you'll see the connection right away uh dolph ziggler and drew mcintyre really turned nothing into something this week on monday night raw you know what i mean oh for sure like 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 they started the show without anything and they and they and they ended the show at the top of their division as champions of their division think about that um well you know what i'm getting at right yes cool definitely cool 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 go ahead i wouldn't Okay, totally get it. But I don't know if they've <laughs> That occurred to me, like, right before we got on with each other. I was like, holy sh**. That was the f***ing opposite of what Braun did last week. Yeah, I mean, it was sudden in that we were talking about Drew and Dolph and what they were, if they were a tag team or singles. And they were more often than not singles guys, but I think it made absolute sense the way they were booked this week. I think that they benefited the most from this weird faction that's developed, which... I'm really happy and surprised, yet still holding out hope that they're going to give a name to. I was, like, waiting for Braun to, yeah. like, say a name yeah. to, about, for what they are. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they uh, it's a very interesting development. I, I, At least on that end, they seem more important now as a three-man group and Drew and Dolph as, as a tag team. Yeah. Um, so that was a positive of this week's Raw. I thought that the way they did that was interesting. But um, in, in many ways, if it doesn't it feel like... 
this is a sudden swerve of of everything that they were doing a couple weeks ago, like starting with Braun's heel turn. This is like a different like like did did it feel like Drew and Dolph like they'd been building to them winning the titles on Monday or like that suddenly came out of left field? Oh, it was very very out of left field. That's and that's how this whole thing feels. Like they yeah. were they were they were headed somewhere else with it and suddenly they changed their minds and there are ripple effects of that decision all across the show. Yeah. No, I agree. The only yeah, right. The only positive is that they got titles out of it, which they didn't even seem too excited to win, which huh. was I mean, I guess I guess they're heels so they can't, but yeah. I, I don't know. Um I'm bored, brother. But we'll, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is what Vince wants to do, and it, it's confusing. But he's all in on it, and that was not a pun intended. <laughs> yeah, he, well, yeah, he's all in on it. He's all in on what he wants to do, and he's surrounded by people that should know better. And I, I feel like it paid to know better and get paid to tell him better, but because of whatever weird dynamic, just don't speak up. Because they're afraid of their, I don't know, their jobs or something. But it's like, why do you even want to fucking be there then? If you don't want to be like, no, this is, this is, I don't know. I think it's really stupid, obviously. And and it is. I get it more is. into it with the Kevin Owens thing, which I feel like even more so. That's what really got me thinking like, oh, this wasn't the fucking plan. Like, this is, this is new and I hate it. You know what I mean? This isn't where they were building at all with any of this and I, and I don't like it. No. Uh, also, Roman felt very much like a background player, which normally I wouldn't mind. But I mean, <laughs> well, he was it's, in jail. It's, just, it's weird. Like he comes out, he has no title belt. He literally fought for this title for three years. Yeah. And he doesn't even wear it. And I guess the Two argument can be made yeah. that he's in the shield. But I don't think that's an acceptable excuse, at least for me. Um, there's no reason he shouldn't have it. No. Um, yeah, definitely. Especially not. since he was bitching at Brock for not being on Raw and the Universal title not being on Raw, and now Roman is on Raw, and he's not bringing the Universal title. I don't know. It, I'm sure yeah. they're not looking at it that way, but I am. No, yeah, and he um, said he was going to be defending it every week. The least you could do is bring it with you. That that was definitely weird. Champions yeah. should always have their title with them. Yes. They have to stop saying stuff like that, because even Ronda, I forgot this, but someone on, on Instagram put a video of Ronda. I guess after she won the title, she said something along the lines of, every week I'll be, I don't know if she said defending the title or competing, and that hasn't and that. To, and that hasn't happened. I well, mean, not, that, that's an understatement week, to say but. it hasn't happened. That's something that at the time they could have anybody could have looking at the product could have said that's not going to happen. Why would you ever say that? Is the problem yeah, there? Uh, yeah, I agree. And really, the I fact agree. that she somebody said this on Wade or somebody else this week, but the fact that she's on Raw every week and wrestling so sparsely is noticeable. Like the, you know what I mean? Like more so than if she weren't there as much. I think. Like I it feel is. like it. It, it is. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, well, again, using Wade as a reference, he had a problem with the fact that Ronda's tag match was kind of just like thrown in there with no fanfare. But like, and I see his point, but you can't have the argument that you want Ronda to be a top champion who's there anymore, because now that she's a top champion, yeah, it's Ronda Rousey, and I still think it feels special when she's there. But I think that we're at the point where, where every I'm kind week? of okay with them. It feels special well, every week when she's there? No, I'm talking about wrestling. Wrestling on Oh, okay. He had an issue that they just threw that graphic up of her being in a tag match with, like, little to no, like, context or story. And I think that she's on the roster now. She's a champion. I think that that's how it happens. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree so, with that. Right, yeah. It's one way or the so other, just, and she is there right. every week. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, she's in a tag team match. She's wrestling. It's what she should be doing. I mean, I'm sure we'll see a commercial for it. And even if we don't, I don't know. It, 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 she's the champion. She should be wrestling a few times. Definitely, definitely, to say the least, actually. How did um, you feel about the pull-up bar brawl to end the opening segment? Uh, weird. 
Yeah, weird, weird and forced. Very forced it, yeah, especially in the scheme of the way the show played out later. Because here, it's just like a neutral GM sending out roster members to just keep these two factions apart. Or even just maintain order. And then later, right. it's, you know, something different, which we'll talk about. Yeah, definitely. But, um, I mean, the crowd was had for it. It was at the top of the show. I think that's a big reason why. So I don't think... I think the physicality was there, and it, you know, it was okay for what it was. But when you break down the logic of all this, it was very confusing. Yeah. Or continues to be confusing. It's very lacking in it. Yeah. Do you have anything else about the opening? Um, nothing that I can't say later, I guess. That it's doesn't true, yeah. No it it comes later. full circle. It yeah. all comes full circle, this show. Yep. Unlike a lot of these stories after the change-up, though. So you get nothing! Um, speaking of full circle, uh, at least for fans of Total Divas and Total Bellas... Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Bella Twins. I mean, I, I, I think some, we have no choice. I have some justifications, and I have some defenses, and I also have some criticisms. Obviously, this was not okay. the most well-put-together match, but no. when you consider the fact that Nikki was almost out with an injury permanently about a year and a half ago, and Brie hasn't been wrestling at all. This was her first, like, match-match, well, on Raw. I don't think it was awful. I, I don't know what happened to Bree Suicide Dies. We have to talk about that off the bat. Yeah. Um, that was, like, well, like scary. The, the second rope, or the bottom rope, actually, is what happened to them. No, I know, and it happened twice, though. <laughs> yeah. That's I how I like, know. Wow. That sounds so sure. I was, like, I, I almost gave her credit for trying again. And, yeah, and, yeah. And then trying. That is until you saw that second try. And then almost ending her career on two different attempts at but one it's match. Like, but it's like, do it different. <laughs> do it a little right. different the second time. Or just don't do it and practice in the performance center if maybe you've been away because that's a viable excuse. So that was just, that could have been awful. So luckily yeah. she's okay. Um, yeah. Nikki, I thought, looked good. Really? I did. Like, particularly? I mean, she was never the best tightest worker. I think she has enough moves in her arsenal where her matches flow. I think she looked on point. Um, again, the entire match was done to reintroduce the Bella Twins, and it was there. I mean, that's really all I have to say about it. But I know that some people were really hard about it online, and I can see why. But I also we're really hard hard down. on it. Well, on them. Yeah, push back, push back, because you know, I just want to make sure any creeps out there. I don't want them to misinterpret your phrasing uh-huh. talking about being yeah. hard about a Bella's match. <laughs> um, Damn. For the and, creeps, uh, not me. For the creeps out there. No course, offense to our all, listeners. All the creeps. Um, what I found more interesting than the match, though, and you, you could talk about everything afterwards, is um, the backstage segment with Ronda. Let's dive right into this because I really you you said enough about the match for me. I don't. Um, so care. I think this confirms Nikki Ronda at Evolution. She's in a turn of them at the Australia pay per view. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's just plain, point blank. Yeah. Um, did you did I, you get the impression that Nikki has taken Natty's heel turn? Um, or was that just me? You know, that's interesting, because I'm trying to remember when the rumors of Nikki and Ronda started in relation to when Jim Neidhart died, because that would make a lot of sense. We've been talking about it for a couple weeks. Yeah, they're definitely... Yeah, that's a good point. Or at least in the general vicinity. God, or maybe they pulled the ultimate heel thing and they have Natty... They have Nikki turn on Ronda, and then at Evolution, you have Natty turn on Ronda, and Nikki wins the title. Could you imagine? That'll never happen. But that would be wow. yeah. central. Yeah. Heat central. Taking one right out of Cena's playbook. Um, that would be a weird way to, because that would probably headline evolution. Um, I do think it's funny. A lot of people, at least one of the co-hosts on Wade's podcast, said that they wish that Ronda took Nikki up on her advice because she, I mean, I, I kind of like the hair in the makeup. Dude, but, vindicated. Uh, and everybody should listen to Wade because there was a, 
There was a couple of good, really good conversations they had about some stuff this week that we. Yeah, he's great. That's why we use him. He is really insightful and uh, a good reference point. Totally. Um, he puts out like four free shows a week, though, so he has a lot more time to delve in deep. So definitely check that out. But yeah, so they're going to be at Super Showdown. Um, and I really thought Nikki did well. I think Nikki, people find her annoying because she is. Yep. And I think that she kind of <laughs> is owning that character. And yeah. I think that it makes sense. We all know she's a reality show and she has businesses. And I think oh, you didn't know if that's the way they're framing this Rhonda story, I kind of like it. I think it's true to her character. You're not making her do anything that's so outside of the box and requires her to like recite lines because she isn't the best promo. So in the beginning stages of the feud, which I think this was for sure, yeah, uh, I, I kind of thought it was, I don't want to say smart writing, but a good start. Yeah. If we have to see this match, which I do not want to see, let me just say that. Good call. I'm not justifying the match happening. Yeah. But if they're going to do it, I thought it was early enough to start dropping seeds. Yeah. It's yeah. a pretty decent start to an otherwise really dumb feud. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> do not disagree. Yeah. Um, after this, we had the debut of Glorious Gable. Oh, is that the official name? No, uh. that is not. That's the name that I feel like they'll give it or just the name I'm going to call it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I believed it. Not because I like it, just because it's a name. <laughs> Ready, Willing, and Glorious is another name. Oh, that actually sounds a little better. Well, yeah. Yeah, right off the Glorious top. Gable would just mean that Chad Gable's glorious. Yeah. yeah. I like that better. Yeah. Um, okay, so what I have to say about Raw this week is that they really, I don't want to say bolts up the tag team division, but they at least paid attention to it. Yeah. Um, there were three different matches um, in the division. This was uh, the first one. They said they're debuting as a tag team, which makes me think this is not a flash in the pan. It's going to be happening going forward. I'm willing to let this one ride out for a few weeks. I kind of liked how Gable popped up when uh, Bobby was doing the glorious thing on the entrance. I think Gable has had that corny character even with Jason Jordan, and that's also true to his character. So I don't know. Is this not just a setup for Jordan returning? The timing seems suspect at best. To steal a phrase well, from JR. Hearing, the last I heard from Jordan is that he is not going to ever return. He's going to enter a backstage role with the company. What? But, I mean, yeah, that his neck injury was a lot worse than they thought, and he's considering doing, but, like, being a trainer or a coach or something. Have you noticed he's been featured in those tap-out commercials, those new tap-out commercials? I have. I definitely have. Yeah, that, that's a good point. But, I mean, that's I guess what, you don't know when they film them or, like, if they film that when they thought he was ready. But but that is a definitely a counter-argument to what I'm saying, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, that's what put him in my head anyway. The other thing, if it's not Jason returning, I think this could finally be Bobby turning heel. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I didn't even see it like that. Um, I saw like this and the, the Authors of Pain with Drake Maverick, which we'll get into, I saw as oh, God. ideas yeah. in a meeting, like, the, like, a, like a creative meeting where no bad ideas were laughed at, turned into <laughs> actual suggestions, probably because somehow nobody between the initial pitch and the show were like, no, 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 but why though? But why though? And also look at them. Like yeah. mainly more so with the Authors of Pain, I guess, and Drake Maverick. So maybe oh, I should have waited to sure, bring it up. Oh, for sure more so with them, yeah. I mean, Gable and Root is definitely random, but I think that given the, the talent, Gable's amazing. Bobby yeah. is, a, is a good veteran-based wrestler. Did Bobby I don't really, think it makes much sense. He didn't really do much I, in the match though, right? He did not. He was essentially, he got all the heat and Gable was the one who was highlighted, which could be, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it could add into the story of Bobby turning heel if Gable continues to be the one who's shining in that tag team. Oh, that's a good way you know to kind what? of frame it. That's exactly what it is because that's what he did with the entrance too. So you looked right, exactly. at, you, you saw the entrance totally different than I did. I saw it as just like, oh, they need to like work this out. This isn't, this is just, clearly they were just told about being together tonight and this is like, 
a very last minute. But oh, what the fuck else are we gonna do? But I guess that yeah, was done on. But I guess that was done on purpose. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that I could see someone thinking that. But, well, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I would like to lean towards that was. Even if it wasn't done on purpose, I feel like um, Gable's, you know, I can't think of the adjective I'm trying to use, off-kilter behavior kind of Obscure. worked Obscure, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I think they'll have decent matches. I'm guessing because now Dolph and Drew are heel tag team champions. They want to get a few babyface tag teams to lose to them. There's also that, maybe? I guess, yeah. But, yeah, that's all I have to say about, um, all right. about this. Oh, uh, really quick on the actual match. Did you not, when, when the Ascension, who we all know is inevitably going to lose to them. That's what I wanted to say. Dude, Go the, on, I'm sorry. The Ascension, right? When, yeah. they're, when they're cutting that promo and they're saying, you know, Chad Gable, you're only good as a tag guy. Uh, Bobby Roode, you're just a catchphrase. You've never done anything. For me, I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, yep. Yeah, what they're saying, what these guys who are definitely about to lose to these guys they're ripping on are ripping on. What they're saying is right, though. And that's kind of strange. Well, okay, it's right, but the Ascension also are not one to talk. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, Especially because yeah. they're going to lose, but, it, but yeah, because they're the Ascension, because look at them, because look at them on the main roster, but it's a little on the nose. Then again, maybe it's intentional because of what you said, they're planning to turn them. Okay. Also, I don't know. They, they're, they're, they're like a decently talented tag team, if they really, I mean, I think they need a gimmick change, but they, they move pretty well in the ring. I have to say. The Ascension. It's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a shame they don't do anything with them. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're a little late to the party on that one, no? I mean, that match <laughs> was like a pretty, like, it was a decent, like, two and three quarter star match, I thought, for a nothing match. Yeah, yeah, for a yeah. nothing match, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't that, that, uh, that Gable's finisher, I guess, so the, the rolling German out of the rolling, corner. Yeah. He, you, I don't know if you noticed, but just the way he wound up doing it to, I guess, Victor, it was like a total deadlift German out of the roll. That's why yeah. it was a little slow, but it was like, oh, man, that's impressive. That's not yeah, easy to do. Yeah, That's what I feel like it was, like a highlight for Gable, essentially. Like yeah. a highlight reel match for Gable. Yeah. And it was a tag team match. That's the weird thing. Um, the next segment was my favorite, by far. Yeah. Um, with two of the best heels, I would say, on Raw right now, Elias and Alexa Bliss. Um, I kind of knew where this was going. Well, I was hoping it was going in this direction, but I would not put it past WWE to have Trish come out last week to defend her hometown and then to have Alexa Bliss be dumb to it. So I thought that I was pretty impressed that they, because I'm like, wait a minute, they're in Columbus. This is Alexa Bliss's hometown. This is weird if Elias is the one last week and now he's the one this week doing a different hometown of her. But dude, and, this is well, literally like what Alexa does every week. What? Like the oh, second she so? started talking, I'm like, what do you mean how so? She acts like good and then she's like, yeah, but f- these fans she does but it worked it worked so well being in her hometown with the chance and the way they were so hyped for her like i for a minute was like wow like i wonder if like for one night only she's gonna not be a baby face but maybe not do it and then i don't know well, You're right. that makes one of no- us <laughs> it isn't novel i'm not saying it's novel I just it's, think it's what elias does too it. it's literally what elias just had just done before alexa came out <laughs> well, that, well yeah he literally does it Every week. Alexa Bliss, I wouldn't say, does it every like week. Like every she other week. Sometimes. She does it like every other week. Uh, still a little dramatic. But regardless, I just thought it really played well. I thought, I, I just, I love them. I, I Yeah, no, great. they're both great. And they're also, both really good. you say that, but the crowd buys into it. So I, you're not wrong, but they get the, the reaction they want, and that shows proof of a good heel. So that's kind of how I look at it. They had the crowd eating out of the palm of their hands. I just think it gets old. Like, just be careful with it because it gets old. Because eventually you're going to really want to turn these guys because the crowds are so naturally, like, drawn to them. 
I don't know, just, you know, if, if their shtick is that they tease turning face and then don't, like, I don't know, it could get tricky down the road. Just saying. Yeah, no, fair enough. And then, uh, where did, what did this lead to? This led to a match with oh, Alexa Natalia. and Natalia. Ronda came out, true, yeah. Um, so it was a basic match. Alexa, love her to death, but I don't think that armbar looked the best. Um, no, yeah, like, it didn't. Far from it. And of course, Natty sold the shit out of it. I like the idea of what they were doing and going for. I wish that they added some more... Like, when I envisioned Ronda and Alexa the first time, I did not envision Alexa putting up a fight. But I did envision maybe Alexa, because she's such a smart five-time champion and, like, the top heel in the company, doing, like, vignettes of her training with judo. And I know that they had the Chris Cyborg tweet, Twitter thing, where Chris yeah. was like, oh, I'll help you train. Um, well, so I kind of wish that they 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 alluded to the fact that Alexa's been, like, training, and that's why she did it. But we know that she'll never tap out Ronda with that. So that's why it was yeah. done, I thought. Yeah. Um, I, I understood the logic. And then what did you think of uh, Alexa getting a, pretty much the upper hand of Ronda? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's something that's been happening. Like, you know, Ronda is less impervious. She's not nearly on the level of, like, a Brock Lesnar as far as being impervious to, like, being caught off guard and overwhelmed. Because that, that yeah. happens. That's happened before. It happened Monday. I mean, you know, I, I don't totally hate it. In fact, I kind of wish that happened in the SummerSlam match. That's what I expected of the yeah. SummerSlam match, was that yeah. was for Alexa to use her wily veteran status to outsmart Ronda only to get a temporary upper hand in the match. To make it a little yeah. less one-sided, that's all. Yeah, and, okay, so do you think that because they're doing this, you think that the next match will be a little more competitive, or do you still see maybe because Alex is getting your heat in now that she'll still lose straight up at Hell in a Cell? Well, I mean... Well, not straight you know, up. I, right now, like I feel like again. fool me, you know, fool me twice, shame on me, so I'm going to say, no, Ronda's probably going to just beat her pretty quickly this time. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Also, because I think this, I mean, there was another segment with the women that it literally will take a minute to talk about. But uh, I don't know if you heard about Lita and we'll Mickey James. We'll see about that. Uh, say that again? No, Lita Did and Mickey James, about, what? Oh, wow. Breaking news to my co-host right now. They are having a match at Evolution. Too much news. There's too much news breaking all the time. All the news is always broken. I know, um, and between these three shows, they're announcing matches left and right. Oh, so the big Mickey James Lita match that nobody was pining for. Cool. Really? That's Nobody a match? Would, I know. I, I agree with you, and I'm still not. I still think that I would have rather either see Trish and Mickey or Lita and, like, someone up and coming, like a Becky Lynch maybe or something. Of well, course. Or that. Sasha, who I'm sure oh, want, would have loved to have that match. Yeah. Sasha would have been great. My only thing is that I forgot that Mickey James retired Lita. That was Lita's last match with Mickey James. So there's something to it. I guess. Yeah, something. At least that's what they talked about in the WWE.com yeah. announcement. So I guess that's how they'll frame it. Yeah, um, I don't know. For me, but, it's uh, like bringing the Undertaker back to wrestle like a, like a Triple H or something. When you have all these up and comers <laughs> that could really use that rub, you know, that's how silly oh, man. it would be. I can't. Okay, look, again, let's get to that. Okay, well, it's no. a good segue oh, wait, by me. Well, it is, but we. Uh, I guess <laughs> no, go ahead. Work. Go ahead with the women. Well, the only thing we have before that is AOP and the tag team title change, which we kind of alluded to. So, yeah. Okay. So Revival and B Team are now for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Yeah. Which I thought was random, just to throw it out there initially. But I'm like, all right, maybe they'll do a title change on Raw, like whatever. No, I thought they alluded to that by having the Revival beat the B Team. No, I know. I just thought they would schedule for, like, you know, one of the many pay-per-views coming up is my point. Oh, Not yeah, okay. Right? You do have, no, yeah, okay. That's a good point. Yeah. And then backstage, we see Drew and Dolph talking to Corbin. And Corbin kind of, I don't, he seemed to be playing, like, not babyface, but, like, it's obvious what they were trying to do. Yeah. And I thought maybe his face would give that away, but it didn't. That wasn't a major issue. I just thought it was weird how he seemed to not get their 
I was like, all right, obviously they're going to go beat the shit Wait, out of what? the revival now. No, yeah, he was saying, no, they were communicating that with each other. He was saying, well, then I'd have to make other arrangements means go kick their ass and then you got your match. That's... He has to at least appear unbiased in passing, and that means, like, naive to what Ziggler and McIntyre are saying. It's just like any good heel GM would do. You know that. That's what this was. Yeah. No, and I just felt that his facial expressions could have given that away more. He seemed to be, like, literally answering the question, just the way I interpreted it. Yeah. Um, Why okay, don't... but the revival now, is this the babyface turn? We'll have to see. Honestly, it was just in service of where they were going with Drew and Dolph, so... Definitely, it really depends yeah, on how that. the f- Vince feels about it next week, if he even sees fit to include the revival on the show. But yeah, um, yeah great point. I don't think he that entered into his thinking during for any of this. Hell no. Now, did you like? Were you one hundred percent set that Drew and Ziggler were winning this match? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, I give them credit for not making it a squash. I mean, B team certainly didn't get offense in, but. It like, could yeah, have been it wasn't a, a total. A lot squash. more one-sided than it was. Yeah, um, not a lot more, but yeah. Uh, and, but, I mean, yeah why don't why don't all why don't all heels always try to do this? Is what I think every time something like this happens. Because every time this happens, I feel like if we look back at history, it's almost always going to be yeah, that was not where they were headed creatively. Because that's always what it is. It's indicative of a creative shift. That's the only time you would do this. Yeah. You would never plan on this weeks in advance. Like, oh, and then suddenly this week, this team that's been nowhere near the titles is going to attack the team that's been in the title picture for weeks and weeks and weeks and suddenly have a match and be champions. Like, you would never plan that. That's a very good point. Yeah. Why don't heels always do that is a question that doesn't have an answer. Loophole after loophole after loophole. Um, it wasn't hard for me to come to that conclusion. No, it definitely was not. You're right. Uh, but to them, it's a lot. It's a lot more difficult. Um, Apparently, and the last tag team division, I guess you could say, rebuilding was AOP and the. And by the way, the way they first. Okay, I really I don't want to spend that much time in it, but it is so bizarre that I don't even know how to formulate my thoughts really, and I've been thinking about it. Do you have any Just the I- way? Do you have any idea if Drake Maverick is still a face? Did you watch Two Hundred Five okay. at all? I have not, but I cannot imagine. Okay, I probably should have Sorry, researched go a- that. Go ahead with what you were going to say. I was hoping I'll look into it right now, but go ahead with what you were going to say before yeah, I leave. Yeah, please do you. because that well that was one of the points I was going to make is is he now a heel and that's weird. Are they going to talk about this on 205 live? So that kind of was going to tie in with what I said. The other thing was just the way they did it. Like I'm wondering like on 205 live did AOP like knock on his door? You know what I mean? Like I can't imagine they thought the yeah. best way to first show them together was literally just walking backstage. I was like, who is this child? I thought it was like a -a Make-A-Wish kid or something. (laughs) Yeah, based on the silhouette at least. It's like the biggest possible AOP fan cosplaying for his Make-A-Wish. Yeah, I mean, and and also, when do managers... Did Paul Ellering wear the spikes for the Legion of Doom and the Road Warriors? No. No. So that's my other thing. Yeah. I'm super, like... I'm kind of excited for Drake, because I think he's a great talker, and... AOP needs something, but just him wearing that outfit like almost ruined it completely. I feel like, yeah, totally. It was just w- weird, un- unnecessary, and strange. Yeah, and several more adjectives I can't think of right now. Well, silly, inept, and unfortunate. There's three more for you. So yeah, I mean, I, I can't even analyze it because I don't know where they're going, and I don't even know how to predict where they're going. Like, I just hope he doesn't come out wearing this every week. Yeah, that's like kind of it. Beside that, I think it, AOP will get a push a little bit. It's weird timing since we just have new heel tag team champions. 
So that's another confusion I have. Yeah. Hmm. But um, the most I could say is that I guess I'm kind of intrigued a bit, but not, I don't think, totally in a good way. Right. Yeah. Maybe the Shield will win the titles before long. But I'm reading the results from 205 Live. It says, it looks like Drake Maverick addressed Mustafa Ali, who's a face. So Drake is reacting to something that he said here. And he says that what he does on Monday nights is none of Ali's concern. So I guess it sounds like he's going to be a heel on 205. Naturally, as you would assume. For sure. Because if, if it got any new viewership this week, that was obviously definitely the reason. So Shawn Michaels comes out looking great, looking like he could theoretically possibly have another match, maybe, wow. at some point in his life. But Did you see his not. face, though? What about it? It's old. Well, okay. Damn! <laughs> that it's is it's what old. When you age, I mean, I'm you sorry, know. but like, you, I guess you've <laughs> seen him recently. I mean, I saw the haircut photo, and uh, he looked pretty old. On Raw to me. Oh, is this his, his first face. time out uh, in Raw with a haircut? That I can remember, at least. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, you're right. Um, no, I mean, he definitely aged. I think he looks like he's in great shape. Yeah. Oh, also, um, uh, HB Shizzle. Do people still say Shizzle? Um, okay, Wade said the same thing, but H. Oh, yeah, he did. did he? I honestly have no idea. Oh, sh- you're right. He did say that. And, and my thing with that is that HBK has always played, like, after he retired, that, like, corny dad joke kind of character. Not character, but... I don't know. I feel like he's been saying that for a few years now. But he only so, now I mean, just has a shirt. And I kind of think that's part of the joke is that no one says it, to be honest. So, I mean, I didn't really I think, think about it that much. But, I mean, I have him a lot of credit. It. it seems like you did. You're giving him a lot of credit, I think. But, okay. Well, no, I mean, not credit. I've just heard him say it several times. And I, I'm surprised no one else has yet. It's a really <laughs> meta joke that Shawn Michaels is one of the very few is in on. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, okay. So, it was awkward... I think they could have structured this differently because the way he just like started hyping the show, I feel like he should have kind of got to the fact that he'll be in Australia quicker. Cause I feel like that was a part that kind of like skipped over and allegedly a podcast that I listened to had a listener in Australia who says that the show is not selling well. And Shawn Michaels oh. on Monday night raw, the, the guy that Wade had on said that the raw sold out once they realized Michaels would be there. Yeah. Michaels is clearly a draw. Not only that, but having Michaels and Undertaker in the same ring or vicinity after WrestleMania 28 is pretty monumental. And I feel like they didn't really build that as much. It was almost like they were building an Undertaker-HBK match. Thank you. Yes. I was wondering if, yes, I, that's what I left with the impression But of. I did like the segment. I really thought it was, like, epic. I thought that, I think that they looked motivated. I mean, I really did enjoy it. I thought it was really, I mean, when Undertaker came out, I was very surprised Apparently, people in the arena knew he was there. I hadn't gone on social media, so I didn't know. And I thought that this wait that was that Undertaker Taker, was there. We talked about it last week. That he was gonna. Oh, uh, yeah. We? Remember, you said we because somebody was announcing it, but I guess they pulled that. But we definitely talked about it last week because I was so proud when the gong hit and Cole was like, <gasps> "The world is shocked," and oh I was like, God. "Not everybody, Cole. Fucking not everybody." I even tweeted him a link to the show last week. Well, that not everybody. You, that goes to show you in another universe I am when I record and listen to our show because I was literally surprised. But now I remember wow. that conversation. Yeah. I have, I have a lot going on with stuff. Definitely. Anyways, that's true. Um, but I thought the promos were great. I thought Taker, not that it was a hard promo to cut, but just the emotion that was involved. And I don't know. I really did like it. I think it could have been structured differently. I think that. Can't they all? It, I think Triple H should have probably came out this week and not next week. But I think that with football season starting they're probably trying to get these ratings up with a different person every week but i mean yeah so my question to you is what is happening because i have okay well before you start (laughs) i think that 
I don't think HBK will be the referee. I think that I hopefully hope they market him being in Australia more than just slipping it in there. I think that he's going to help Triple H win, and I truly think that we're going to see Undertaker and HBK at WrestleMania. You're kidding. No. Oh, my I, God. I, I cannot imagine Cause they, they built go it. that deep in that promo to not give the fans that match now. Really? I would be pretty surprised. I, I, yeah, it was weird. Like, for him to openly discuss his retirement, part of the reason why the promo worked for me was because you could tell Michaels really believed what he was saying, and his retirement is something that hasn't really yeah. come up in these sporadic appearances that, he, that he's had. And I don't know. I just think to go in that detail about it with that emotion yeah. for there not to be a payoff would be pretty surprising to me. Yeah, I didn't leave it with that impression. To me, it followed up on, because I don't know about you, but behind the scenes, Michaels has said he he's spoken out uh, multiple times about purposely not coming out of retirement because of, you know, creatively, like his character had an arc and his character's story ended and he wouldn't come out of retirement unless it yeah. served the overall story of the character. And so with that being said, I guess you're right, because I definitely yeah. left with the impression that I literally tweeted, wow, this Undertaker-Michaels match at Super Showdown is going to be sick. Didn't ask for right. it, didn't, didn't particularly want it, but it's definitely going to be sick. What I mean is it's, you know, it's obviously not happening, at least yet. You're saying it might happen, but that is really, I guess if there's any way to get me intrigued in Triple H versus Undertaker, but I still would say... Undertaker versus Baron Corbin, Undertaker versus Braun Strowman, Undertaker versus, you know, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, Undertaker versus, yeah, but I'm saying like guys that matches we have, Undertaker versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Undertaker versus, uh, you know, just the, the list goes on. Eric Young with Sanity, just, you, you get the idea, the list goes on. No, I mean, I, I, I Undertaker, AJ I, Styles, I, boom. Yeah, I mean. It's a match I, we both yeah. want to see a million times more. Why not just do that? Undertaker versus Samoa Joe. Undertaker I mean, comes back. They build Undertaker's I mean, return for weeks on SmackDown. Undertaker comes back to address whether or not he'll be at Super Showdown. Right before he gets to the ring in his entrance, he gets attacked at Samoa Joe. Boom. Sets up a match that we all would want to see way more and would do a lot more for everybody involved. I booked that shit, pal. Well, we'll be talking about Undertaker Triple H here or Undertaker HBK because the Super Showdown match is set. I'm talking about the future. No, I'm talking about the future. You're talking about these three these three guys and just keeping them involved with each other. I'm talking about, yeah, I rewound back to, okay, so Undertaker is coming back. What should we do with him? Not this. That's where I was at. Oh, but yeah, that but yeah. I agree with. That I agree with. But after they put this out in, in the universe now, right. I read a positive social media response to this. A lot of people want the match now. Of course, I would rather see AJ Styles in other matches, but I just yeah. think that they effectively did that segment well enough where if it did happen, it wouldn't be a letdown that they're not picking a newer guy. Yeah. That's all. But, I, but the I, Triple H match, I still don't get. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't get it. And that, I guess I guess what I was saying goes a lot for, for Undertaker and Triple H, but even more so for Shawn Michaels and for Undertaker. Shawn Michaels versus the list of guys and Undertaker versus the list of guys as opposed to them two versus each other. And, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. You have, you have a good point. I mean, that's not, obviously, I didn't author that. Did you like but. the segment, though? Like, ignoring the logics or what you would want to happen, like, from the time it started to the time it ended with them in the ring, like, how did you perceive it? Well, I didn't leave it initially. Initially, I left it thinking, you know, I'd rather see Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, and even at that, I wouldn't want to see that, like I was just saying. But um, you suggesting that this could be the means to the end of Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, looking at it like that, it makes a lot more sense. No, I know, but I'm asking about, like, how they effectively cut the promo, like, what you thought of the content, how they performed, 
I yeah, mean, I no, I liked like it. They were back, like they were full time performers, just cutting a promo in the ring. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was really impassioned, and I believed every yeah. every word of both of them. Right. And uh, I think they even ad libbed a little bit because they kind of got. Oh yeah. Like in the middle of it, because the 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 crowd was chanting one more match. Like Shawn Michaels made the point about the one more match. The crowd was chanting it, and then he started to move on, or at least I think he was going to. And then the crowd kept chanting, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, one more match." And it kind of they it, I, I, for a second I was like, "Are they going to get thrown?" But they're pros, and they weren't at all. And it was just just added to it well, for me. I liked well, it a lot. All yeah, things that's considered, the thing. it, it almost felt like it was all planned. And I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That that moment is what I was like. Wow, this is this is pretty cool. The way yeah. he bounced off of them and played into it and i feel like i don't know that i don't know i always find that interesting when the crowd facilitates the promo and it makes me wonder what the promo initially was and how it wasn't what was planned yeah and how the crowd knows to react accordingly you know what i mean yeah especially since we know that like traditionally they can be like really uh negligent when it comes to predicting some some pretty obvious crowd reactions sometimes Absolutely. And Taker, for you know him slowing down in the ring, I thought that it was pretty crucial for the perception of his character. I mean, I'll always love him and I'll always respect him. There's no secret that he's decreased a bit in the ring and all that stuff. But cutting a promo like that where he was pretty, not old school Taker, but just on point with the words and you believed him and he seemed like a badass. I thought that was good for his character where he is in his career like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So... Um, totally agree. Sasha Bailey, Dana Brooke, literally nothing to say. Dana Brooke loses and Dana Brooke walks away because Titus and Apollo are arguing. Yeah. I don't know where this is going. I don't think I care. Same here. Uh, Bobby Lashley. Oh, man. Bobby Lashley, uh, Jinder Mahal. Speaking of, ditto. Let's just say ditto and move on. Oh, well, no, because Kevin Owens. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Well, we're talking about it regardless. First of all, yeah, yeah. Before Kevin Owens comes in. I guess I just have a couple things to say about this. Before Kevin Owens comes in, stuff like this, stop. Stop entrusting people with stuff like it. Like, it could have been good, but I really don't think it was because, like, the whole, you know, Bobby Lashley, like, I kind of see what he was going for, but I definitely don't think that he that he nailed it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, trying to have fun with it and, like, but he's, you know, he's going to... He's eventually going to snap or whatever. Yeah. Um... And then Kevin Owens comes out, and this was where I really was like, this wasn't the plan. The plan was clearly geared towards Kevin Owens doing something with Strowman, but now Strowman's a heel, so that as a byproduct of that, well, Strowman's a heel as a byproduct of the, the more collateral damage in the Roman Reigns thing, and yet more collateral damage there is Kevin Owens, who you spent the whole summer building this storyline, culminating with him quitting last week. The plan could not ever have been for him to come back the next week and fucking attack Bobby Lashley. Yeah, so, okay. And if it was, that's the dumbest here? plan ever. I mean, Wade was discussing whether or not WWE would loan Kevin Owens to All In for a week. Um, I mean, Dude, the possibilities yeah, were, that, en- were, were endless. That would have been fucking amazing. Like, re- I, I would have been... Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real shame. I thought it was going to be a really good... Even if Kevin left for a month and came back with a new storyline and a new per- person, it just they remind me of George of George Costanza from uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like just at the end of last week's match, he was that was a, the beginnings of a face turn. Definitely, definitely, sure. well, it definitely yeah. wasn't to set up him coming back and just double down on being a heel and attacking Bobby Lashley out of nowhere. That's yeah, it was that, it was just strange. That's, that's my concrete proof that. There's no way this was the the plan. No, I think you're right for sure. 
I literally wrote KO question mark. There goes that storyline. Yep. Um, about oh, and then it. the only thing I said about the logic, the, the it being logical, and I don't even know if the writing team will be able to make this full circle and make it seem like it was their plan. They probably won't that, go ahead. Is that is that Kevin Owens was talking about his best friend not being there? And technically, I think in storyline, Bobby Lashley is the reason why Sami Zayn isn't there. Well, in reality, Bobby Lashley is the reason why Sami Zayn isn't there. You know. Oh, is that right? Oh, I didn't know that. Wasn't that his that last was match? In a match with him. Well, that was the pay per view match. Was the last time I saw Sami Zayn. That was the no, last was, time. I, but, but, yeah. but people sometimes finish out a storyline if they know they have to. Like they they could work injured for. Like that's an true. Injury, that's yeah. true. But again, I don't know if they'll actually make that a thing. Again, probably not. Yeah. Um, and then the next was the main event. event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Balor. I mean, I I feel bad. I mean, he's in the main event. I know it's weird that I'm saying that. I feel bad for him, but I mean, total sacrificial lamb here. Um, <laughs> we know what you mean. Yeah, I think that the match went yeah. way longer than it should have, too, and I love Balor. The only thing that I'm happy about is that Balor got in more offense than I think he probably should have, but I think that helped him in the long run, that it wasn't a total squash match. Mm, um, yeah, that's I think like you're looking, only... that's you looking for a silver lining a little bit, but okay. No, for sure. Oh, I admit that. <laughs> one, one, totally. Um, but I think it would have been believable if Braun ran through him in a matter of you know minutes, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, not saying Balor put up this valiant effort. Yeah. And then uh, throughout the night, we're having these updates of the Shield returning, which... It was obviously they were going to return anyway, so I don't even know if I understand why they were giving us those updates. Not at all. I mean, who's getting arraigned on Labor Day? It was just all very, like, wannabe attitude For inciting a riot, just like, when they said that, I'm like, wait, did you ask what riot? Because what riot? That's not... There was no no riot. The squad. They should have had the riot squad bail them out. That would have been really something. Oh, that's... Yeah. I didn't even... Yeah. But, like, um, otherwise... Doesn't make sense. I just pictured Mike Rome and the Shield just like sitting around BSing, just like, oh, what should I say? <laughs> We're in a police station right now, guys. You're locked up. What should I say? Yeah, and I hate when they do the whole let's take the the, the vehicle that someone was away in and oh the worst to the oh god and the noise is coming through the speaker system and not from the car. As soon as the updates started coming in, like how they were definitely arrested. I literally tweeted, like, they're going to have them, something like, they're going to have them show up in a police wagon. In other words, oh my God, please don't do that with all due respect, sir. And I literally mm-hmm. tagged Vince McMahon, like, please, just any anything else. Just, just, oh, I got a counterproposal. Their music hits and they come out. Now, you're probably wondering how will everybody know where they came from, but trust me, it was pretty clearly established that they were in jail. I don't know how to make you see that, but it definitely was. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and um, and then they come back. They get beat up. I hear a lot of people online or podcasts confusion why there were no baby faces to come out and help them. Right. A, there really are none. Huh? There were people wondering why no one came out to help the Shield, why there were a bunch of heels, including 205 Live heels, attacking them and no baby faces. Right. I was wondering that, too. Like, where are the 205 baby faces? Where's right. well, Bobby Roode and Chad thing. Gable and, right. you know, so on and um, so forth? And then my only, I guess, defense slash silver lining would be when the Shield were heels in the beginning, they beat down everyone. But most of the people they beat down aren't employed anymore. Yeah. No, you so, can't use that. That's ancient right. history. Um, Seth Rollins turned on them a lot more recently. And that's not an issue. And then my question to you is... um. Where do they go after – so we had this cycle through fall of three pay-per-views, including the women's, which isn't applicable to this right here. But where do they go after Hell in a Cell and Super Showdown? Like, Either... what is, is, is there really a long-term plan for doing all this, turning Braun heel and the tag team titles on 
Ziggler and all of this stuff. Like, is that really? Well, I think, like, yeah, yeah. They, you continue to have matches with Braun as a heel and Roman as a face, and you probably have Dean and Seth go for the tag titles against Drew and Dolph for, you know, beyond what we already know. And eventually, I think either Dean or Roman turns on Seth. But, I, I mean, that's that might even be wishful booking at this point. It's it's so hard to tell, you know. How the fuck would you know? Yeah, well, my, my wishful booking would for sure be to have Dean turn on them at Super Showdown and do a lead up to, like, Dean and Roman at Royal Rumble and then build to a shield triple threat match at WrestleMania. That would be my For the title in the main event? For the title in the main event, yep. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah. yeah. Not going to happen, but... That I think is the best thing you that could, could do. Happen. You, that could happen. You're going to need another heel besides Strowman eventually. You can only do that match so much. Not to mention we saw it. So we have the Hell in a Cell, which is okay. We have the six-man tag at Super Showdown, which is being effectively eh. built for a six-man. But totally. after that, I don't know what they do. I don't think they could do Braun and Roman again. I, well, I think you underestimate them. Well, I mean, well, I mean no- they can, but I mean, they'd be dumb to think that that's going to sell tickets. Yeah. I think they expect to get more mileage out of Braun, or at least his faction, because as we've established, that's why they turn Braun heel, because they really don't have anybody else until you turn, I guess, Dean, or turn Roman. No chance, that's what or you could have had Kevin Owens if he wasn't just brutally destroyed by Strowman for months and months. Yeah. Oh, and that was the final, uh, Drake Maverick with the Authors of Pain, by the way, was the final nail in the coffin of my Roman and the Authors of Pain idea. That's like, that was like, that's what it was. When I saw that, I was like, oh, you're just fucking mocking me at this point. Okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> like, um, yeah. <laughs> to me, Roman Reigns would be cooler, but fine, Drake Maverick in a SWAT suit. Okay, I guess. Uh Oh, just a few random things. Is Baron Corbin more powerful now than Triple H was three years ago? Is Baron Corbin Let me more? know. If, do you need me to elaborate? Because I will. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> okay. To destroy the shield three years ago, Triple H needed to get at one of them and have them turn on the other two. Mm. You know, and as Raw went off the air Monday, basically, I mean, they looked pretty damn destroyed to me. I mean, I know it's not, you know, definite, but or permanent, rather, but that's what I'm getting at. Is, you know, what could Triple H not do that three years ago, or did he just not think of it? Uh, no, it's a good point. I never thought of it, really. <laughs> Um, that makes two of you. I yeah, they're putting more stock into Baron Corbin than I thought they ever would. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if anything going forward with him, or think they should. In my case, oh well, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I guess that's it. The only other thing I think is uh, the authors of Pain and Drake Maverick. If one of the authors was in the center instead of Drake Maverick, they'd be Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. <laughs> that looks pretty silly. Oh. I did find it interesting how they positioned Drew and Braun in the ring next to each other, and it really made Drew look huge because he is, but you don't realize it until he's next to Braun. Yeah. Um, he even looked kind of taller. And then when they were backstage, I noticed that Dolph was in the middle. Yeah, well, that that is – I mean, when you have a group that's two big guys and one small guy, which this group clearly is, that's what I was getting at is – as silly as it looks, the way they did it with the Authors of Pain and Drake Maverick is the way to frame them, you know? Yeah. Cause, oh, yeah, cause definitely. I when agree. you have Braun Strowman in the center, which he should be because he's technically the lead. It's just a weird group. I just don't know why on earth they assembled it this way. I know. So random. It's, just, it's, it's a whim. It's a whim that Vince McMahon had one week that nobody had the balls to be like, but, sir, this flies in the face of everything we've been building to for months in, in multiple ways. Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose just coming back, Seth Rollins, like, uh, Braun Strowman would never, the Money in the Bank briefcase, that was so much potential. 
the SummerSlam, he showed up at SummerSlam and, 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 and promised this thing that was really awesome that you just used to forward your own agenda. Oh, and another thing, the Shield, this will be the last thing. When, when Braun Strowman turned on Roman Reigns, nobody would ever think to look at it this way. I don't know how I did. That was very foreseeable by Roman Reigns. Like, you mean to tell me you teamed up with a guy who you three-on-one beat down last week and cost him his legally acquired right to cash in the case anytime? A guy that you did that to a week prior, you teamed with this guy this week, and you were surprised when he turned on you? Do I have that right, stupid? Yeah, that definitely does not make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, just Roman Reigns, they're doing it all wrong. Somebody said online they're using the Stone Cold, what well, worked to get Stone Cold over, they're trying to use it for Roman and co. with the whole getting arrested thing. But I feel like that's it's just that's what they've been doing. That's It's like their playbook nowadays for top guys, specifically John Cena and Roman Reigns, is to try to do what worked with Stone Cold. But inevitably, the lesson that they never seem to learn is, but this guy isn't Stone Cold. He's John Cena or Roman Reigns. But either way, and mainly, not Stone Cold. Well, I guess they try to recreate the wheel. Well, they don't try to recreate the wheel. I guess that's the problem. It's like, you know, that's not... The formula is you find the hot axe and you build them. That's the formula. The formula isn't, you know, what worked for Stone Cold worked for Stone Cold because he's Stone Cold. It made sense that he was getting arrested because his whole thing was going against authority, you know? Roman Reigns, they're just like, it's like they're just keep throwing spaghetti at the wall and just like none of it's sticking and they want to know why. But the reason really is you're using Chef Boyardee. You're throwing it at the Pink Floyd album, the wall. That's not how you do that. Yeah. No, I I wish I could even add anything, but that's definitely true. Yeah. Do you have anything else from Raw? No, I think that about says it. I, I said Braun Strowman's dumb, right? And he's with Drew and Dolph. Nah, I said that already. Yeah, I'm done. SmackDown, which is a very good show. Yeah. SmackDown opens up with another awkward Daniel Bryan, Brie Bella promo. Um, and the Miz is and saved Merce. by the Miz and Maurice. I thought that was brilliant with the, the empty... I, we already saw an empty arena ring, uh, match. I don't think we've ever seen an empty arena promo. Yeah. I Did, did you, you not, not like that? Yeah, I just thought it was... It worked for their character, I thought. It worked for their character. I don't know. I guess I'll get into it later because I thought... I, it got dumber for me as the night went on. Like, I was okay. I was okay with this because of the sentiment. Like, Miz is obviously... Because while I'm watching it and they, he calls out Brian and Bree, I'm like, that's not how it works, Miz. Like, they can't... Everyone in the arena can't hear you right now. They have to be watching, which they'd only be doing during the broadcast. But obviously, that's the point. Well, I'll get into what I didn't like about it as the developments go on through the night. Yeah. Um, Then we had the uh, decision I don't agree with whatsoever. At first, Zelina Vega was in her wrestling outfit, first of all. So I thought that they were going to finally, and Brie Bella was in her wrestling outfit. So I thought that they were, they were going to do the, the mixed tag match that I thought was going to happen last week, this week, which would have been a logical progression, especially after Zelina gave the double knees to Brie from last week. Yeah. Also, if they wanted to have Brie and Brian go over, you could have Brie pin Zelina and you preserve Andrade. Nope. Well, She's they want to keep that going. Entire... Well, you, well, okay. They, so he, he beat him, though. So, I mean, like, I understand that Andrade is putting up these great efforts and he's still largely unknown and he's putting in great performances, but, like, I don't know why they're having him talk if if he literally has one of the best managers right now in WWE. It makes no sense. A little bit. I mean, they, you say, you save him talking for when he's heated. He's obviously heated about this Brian Breeze situation. This is, this is like Brian and Breeze TV feud headed to Hell in a Cell, obviously, so Miz and Merce can be cowards. 
but but I can't understand him. God forgive me. I love him. I, I mean, I, I Shinsuke did better in, in, when he first started. I think, in, in that department. Yeah. So what I'm I saying mean, is that the... if you have someone there, then you know that just remi- I mean... that just reminds us why he has someone there. I think it I think it works because it, that's why he has someone there. But when he's really passionate. He wants to just grab the mic for himself. It's like anybody with an advocate or a manager, and they grab the mic for themselves. It has it has a, an effect, you know, in the moment. Like, oh sh, he's really fired up about this. Like when Brock Lesnar grabs a mic from Paul Heyman, you know, that's like, oh damn, you know. No, I, I agree. Even I just, though, and I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm giving it credit. Maybe it doesn't deserve. You're right, because I, I said the same thing about Shinsuke early on. So you did. I don't completely disagree. But, I don't know, I just didn't see as much of a problem with it. But what I wanted to address that you said was um, the fact that Brian won. I think that the story is is the mixed tag. Brian won, Brie got one back on Zelina after the match, but ultimately later on in the night, it was Zelina and Andrade that, that cost Brian and Brie from getting any kind of, any measure of retribution on Miz and Merce, which is obviously their ultimate goal. So they're still, that's why they're still intertwined, even though Brian beat Andrade. Which and by the way, even though they didn't have a lot of time, that was a really sick match for what it, for what it was. There was a lot of really cool things that happened during. No, that it, it was. I, I just kind of thought that Miz and I just thought that Miz and Maurice would interfere again. And I mean, you know, I don't know if, if the plan is to do Miz and Brian for the championship at WrestleMania, which I didn't talk about this last week. I texted you after the show, but their match for Super Showdown is for the a number one contendership for the WWE title. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I think that kind of telegraphs that. The Miz and Brian for the title at Mania is probably happening, and I bet that's what is going to force Brian to resign because yeah. today he apparently signed a new contract. So with that being said, what like really? How would you hear that? Literally just now, I'm reading it. Wow, breaking news, I mean, it, or probably not by the time this gets posted. Well, I mean, it said that September 1st um, was his contract was up, and he was scheduled for the uh, the Australia show. So I assume that. It was already done. I guess maybe there was an extension. Then yeah. I heard Wade say that apparently they could keep him for another year if they wanted to. So, huh? Seems like a new yeah. development, but in any case, um, yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying. What I had been saying is you use that as leverage, and this is a direct way to do that. I think that's what's going to happen. Miz is going to find a way to win at Super Showdown again, which makes me think Brian maybe should have won at SummerSlam with nothing on the line. Just to reinforce what we all already know, which is that ultimately Brian can beat Miz, because right. we're gonna after you know you have Miz wins contendership at Super Showdown, probably the next pay per view he beats uh, AJ for the title. The next one he get AJ gets a rematch, maybe Brian's involved in the number one contender situation and and Miz costs him that or something like you still have because you still have a couple months where it's gonna be especially with Paige's GM it's gonna be like well why isn't Brian wrestling now for the title. Yeah, by the way, poor Samoa Joe, because this just kind of telegraphs that that's going nowhere. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, especially with what happened on on SmackDown this week, which I liked a lot. Yeah. So the next match was Naomi versus Peyton Royce. I knew that they were building up Peyton and Billy for a reason. You had said it earlier on. That's what was happening. There's an Australia show. They kept putting them with Naomi. Obviously, Naomi would need somebody. But I have to say, I was not expecting Oscar to return. I kind of forgot about her. Same. So I thought that was smart. And well, I, I wouldn't say I forgot step. about her. I didn't expect her to return. Okay, I guess that that's also that's a better. Sorry, way go ahead. It. But no, I think that it was. I mean, there's a lot of rebuilding for her, but I think that was the right step. I think her pop was pretty impressive. Um, oh yeah, a lot more impressive than if I thought it was going to be Lana coming out, which I wouldn't put past them thinking that would be like a thing they think people want to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that match was also confirmed. I sent that to you, right? Yeah. 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 
So it's going to be the Iconics versus Asuka and Naomi at Super Showdown. After this, we had Joe and AJ. Yes. Um, I was very relieved by this. Yeah. Yeah. Very relieved. Yeah. That they didn't go the that they didn't go the other way with it. Yeah. And yeah, the the one thing I thought it I, I really liked it a lot. The one thing I thought it lacked that I for one was thinking when Samoa Joe is in the ring, he's saying, you know, AJ's not here obviously. He's you know, I got him to be protecting his his house. And then obviously the music hits, AJ waits a minute to come out, then comes out waits a second on the ramp and he's fuming and he, I think he takes his vest off and then he runs to the ring and it's all awesome but I kind of wanted him to come out with a mic in his hand just to say uh, something to the effect of Samoa Joe right now you're standing in my living room and then run to the ring like like to emphasize the point that like you said you were going to be in my house and guess what you are yeah because that's the, that that's his been... whole thing the house that AJ Styles built is Smackdown no, Live for sure and that didn't occur to me until he was standing on the stage and I was like oh that's perfect and then he started running to the ring and I was like damn thought of it too late yeah no that would have been that would have been very cool yeah um yeah I mean I, I like this I, I don't think it was anything overly complicated um the match is gonna be awesome and I think AJ's just gonna very safely retain yeah <laughs> you know it's I think the extent of it I mean now given this new information hard argue. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, triple threat match, Sanity, Usos, and Rusev Day. Um, I kind of had a feeling based on uh, face and heel dynamics that Rusev Day would win. I don't know about you. Um, no, I didn't. I was kind of surprised. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess I figured they had just done the, the Usos and Rusev and Aiden. While they've been together for a while, they haven't really been in like that many, that many. I, mean, I know they've been in tag team matches, but like that many tag team matches. So yeah. I kind of felt like if they wanted to if they were included in this and it's for the tag team titles, why not have them win? That oh, was kind of my way of thinking. Because I suggested it them as to possibly advance in the tournament, I thought, last week, and you, and you wrote it off. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, possible that I did. Um, yeah, that's weird, because I was kind of, I feel like I would be, I mean, it's possible. I feel like my yeah. opinions change on things often. Um, yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about the Charlotte and Becky thing. Did you want to talk about that now? Yeah, no, definitely talk about it, for sure. Um, so uh, a good thing about Wade is that he always interviews people who went to the live shows to get like a live perspective. Yeah. And yeah. the guy they interviewed, have you? Did you hear this? That Charlotte was apparently booed heavily. Um. Well, no. I mean, I heard it in the broadcast. You could hear the crowd was was chanting for Becky pretty loudly. And no, I mean, I, I, I feel heard like it I too. heard the boos for Charlotte, and but she was smiling too, like... which made me think like, oh man, if the, if she were just to heal, this would be perfect. No. Yeah. I mean, the the, the guy who called in just made it seem like it was a lot more booze than it showed and wade was theorizing that they turned down the mic in the in the arena maybe i mean i yeah. definitely noticed uh you know not as much as the becky chance though but i definitely thought with in tandem with charlotte smiling that like man if this was the dynamic they were going for instead of the opposite of what they were going for this would be mm. an ideal reaction yeah no definitely um yeah i mean i thought it was good i think becky's doing really great i think that they are shifting from a straight up heel to me, at least. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Which I think makes sense. And, yeah. They, um, they, WWE yeah, has to I mean, understand where the crowd, why the, why the crowd. Crowd's been with Becky all along on this journey. Charlotte just came back out of nowhere after holding the title just a cup of coffee ago. It's f- not hard to see why we're all pulling for Becky. Just just catch up, you know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's how I feel. Um and also, uh, it was a, a confirmed, well, it was confirmed over the weekend, but um, it will be 
Becky and Charlotte at Hell in a Cell for the SmackDown Women's title. And it was also confirmed for Super Showdown, which is really random and strange. You mean because they, before they have, have their the, match at... Well, right. They didn't have the first match yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so so I, I just thought that was a weird thing to do. <laughs> you think the Super Showdown match is going to be a title rematch? Uh, yeah. So, wishfully booking, and I think it almost could make sense, is that Becky wins at Hell in a Cell. They have the rematch at Super Showdown where there's a no contest. Maybe Becky tries to do a count out. At Evolution, you put him in a steel cage. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Just because I think they should give a stipulation match to one of the, the women's feuds, and I think this one rightfully deserves one. Definitely. Definitely. Especially after two other matches. And don't book it in advance. Wait. Wait until yes. you get to, evo- to, right. to really evolutions in the right on the that horizon. That would be a good idea for sure. Definitely. Um, um, I meant to talk about the advent of people turning heel for no reason. I guess this is as good a place as any. Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania turns heel for no reason. You got yes. Braun Strowman with with the briefcase, the epitome of turning heel for no reason, in my opinion. You also, right before that at SummerSlam, Becky Lynch, again, turning heel for no... Why not wait? Why not have your rematch with Charlotte, turn heel in the match, use that to catch her off guard to win the title, at least? I mean, I don't, you know, not that Becky turning heel is the thing to do, but, like, if you were trying to do that and you're, you know, I just don't get... Like, come on, heels. You know, you're missing the point. You're missing why you do this. You do it to have an advantage. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like they just do it impulsively. They think it'll be different and then change, and they don't think through the after effects of it. That's, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. what I think it is. It's just people not speaking up. Like, no, what my character, you're not, you're not thinking about people, the people in the roles, and whether or not, like, they would never do this and act like this for very logical and not hard to come to conclusions. Because, oh, yeah, yes. literally never, for sure. But, um, yeah, so um, there's the Jeff Hardy and Orton package and the rest of the Miz and stuff. Do you have anything yeah. to say about Jeff Hardy and Orton? I heard that this video package got a lot of praise, at least from the guy who was oh, on really? the Wayne Keller show this past week. I thought it was, like, good. Um, it helped contextualize and justify why it's in a cell because they went into the history, and I liked that they showed Orton's Cactus Jack match and all that stuff. But um, yeah. Do you think, I don't know if I said that last week's And show. they made a point about it being Hardy's first Hell in a Cell. Yes, and that's one thing he said when he first returned. After WrestleMania 33, they asked him, you know, you accomplished so much, like what's left to accomplish? And he said, um, well, I, I would really like to be in a Cell match. Yeah. That was like the first thing he said. So yeah, that's cool. Do you think that this could be his last match? It could be. I'm sure times, think, time, I, I the sands of time certainly be. agree with us. Well, yeah, not only that, but you have Matt is continuing to confirm that he's done he had a house show like a few days ago and he said thank you for the send-off richmond virginia um yeah and they were signed at the same time so maybe this is it could be could be i don't know why you would use uh, we would use randy orton you know use that for randy orton as opposed to shinsuke nakamura for example oh agreed i mean well i agree the only thing and i don't think they've played it up yet and they have one more week to do it is that there is some history built in with orton and um hardy yeah hardy that I don't feel like many people know, but that would be the only other. Um, yeah, that that the I, the I think they definitely should bring that up because otherwise, what I was going to say, it feels like the Hell in a Cell match is being used to justify this feud instead of the other way around. Usually, the feud should justify the match. No, you know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. And in this yeah, case, it's like, wrong. well, it's Hardy, so he's going to jump off something high. And in the, I, I don't know, in the, in the video package, he was like, you know, you're going to be locked in there with me and I'm going to 
going to rise to new heights. And it's like, I, I don't know. It, it, it just get that goes back to the weird nature of the Hell in a Cell gimmick. Where it's like, you know, are they being locked in there or is going up on the roof a threat? Like, it, you know, it can't be both, but it is. It always is. That's the nature <laughs> of the match. Literally always. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, way too much, too. Um, that's part of the issue. I would just wish this wasn't a pay-per-view. I just think that the Hell in a Cell was such a revered structure and just the fact that it would be announced randomly and yeah and they still used it like that they had it at those the wrestlemania uh uh, two wrestlemanias or they had undertaker and shane didn't they do another random hell in a cell match that wasn't on hell in a cell maybe not oh over the course of history yeah no i meant like since the advent of the hell in a cell pay-per-view itself oh uh maybe okay you that was a real desperate situation shane mcmahon and daniel bryan that was an exception that you know, they were going under- well for You anything. mean Undertaker? Under- yeah, sorry, Undertaker and Shane. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so, I don't know if this is the part that you had an issue with, but I guess I kind of did. Um, the whole restaurant thing, like he's going to the restaurant, and then, like, Miz and Brian are coming back. Like, I, that, I don't know if that was the part that you kind of thought was weird, Yeah, I did. I okay. thought it's a lot. I'm thinking a lot about, like, I kind of think about this stuff too much. I watch it too much. I've always thought about it too much. So, the idea that... First of all, when Miz and, and, like, I get the point of the empty arena call out, and I guess it wouldn't make sense if they were there during the broadcast, but as soon as Renee says that to Daniel Bryan when she interviews him after they watch that from earlier, it's like, wait, how the f*** would they justify that? You, you were there before, you flew to the location of SmackDown to be there at the location before the broadcast and left the arena before the broadcast? How did you ever get away? Like, what? Why? What? To me, that was a big, like, you know. But again, this is just a byproduct of me watching it too much. Yeah, I mean, it is, but you're not wrong. I mean. (laughs) Maybe with a pinch of living in the world and knowing that's not how jobs work. (laughs) And then the fact that they came back is like, okay, they came back. Like, that, that, like, I thought it would have been better if they just left it as, okay, they came back. That makes it less weird. But then it's like, well, Brian, now Brian and Bree left? What? Like. Oh, come what on. were they going to do? Like, baby faces were going to beat the shit out of someone who's eating at a restaurant with other families? I mean, I know I'm thinking too much into it, but like, well, really, no, he what did were they going to do? I mean, when you mentioned it, he did say that we had the restaurant closed off. Oh, yeah. In the promo. That's, a really, that's, that's, that's a good point. They so maybe didn't that, even do that for what I'm saying. But. Maybe that teased that there was going to be something that happened at the restaurant, and so the crowd was extra, supposed to be extra soup later when Brian showed up. I don't know, but it's like, but did Brian catch, really catch Miz off guard? Because really, Andrade and Zelina were waiting in the wings to counter them, so. Yeah, that was also weird. another interesting choice. Why have Andrade come back out? I mean, once Stan and Brian beat him, I mean, what more is there to do with them now? Yeah. So, I mean, I like that they, I, and, and it's not even like they preserved their heat because they got beat down in the end. Yeah. So that's what I mean in terms of Andrade. I love him, and I'm happy that he's in main event positions right now. And I love Andrade in NXT. I think he's had a really organic rise to the top. Well, not to the top, but just, I don't know. I didn't think, I guess. Well, to the top of NXT. Yeah, exactly. To the top of NXT. And then even right now, SmackDown, he's, I mean, having technically opening matches for a decent amount of time. And he's in the main event slot. But it's just kind of reminiscent to, like, a Finn Balor, someone who Vince knows can wrestle really well and can be put in those positions, but I don't know if he'll ever see him, see his worth, is my point. And I guess that I'm yeah. seeing that early on, and other people may be like, oh, well, he's with Daniel Bryan, and he's fought AJ Styles, and he, but I, I, I just don't, I don't look at it that way. I don't know if, if it's a pessimist in me, but I don't know. Well, you're, you're nervous, and justifiably, because we know what a, what a talent Andrade can be. And I right. think with Vince McMahon, 
I think Finn Balor is a really good example to use because Andrade is much the same kind of person insofar as he came in with a lot of buzz. Vince McMahon maybe liked what he saw. Finn Balor, he, you know, he gave this opportunity, this big opportunity right out the gate. And in Vince McMahon's eyes, you know, that was a mistake ultimately. And I think that if you're right about Andrade or if you have a justified cause for concern, which hopefully, you know, you don't, obviously, but... If you do, that could be a good part of why. Yeah. Unfortunately. Definitely. Yeah. And then what, Daniel? And, Dan- and Daniel Bryan, really, too. Like, Daniel Bryan, multiple times, unfortunately. Like, it's it's a curse. Like, I'm, I'm going to knock on wood. I always knock on wood. Whenever they do something really cool, the fucking curse that I have yet to name steps in. Knock on all that wood. Call up uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, really. We'd have to bring the box of gimmicks. There we go. <laughs> hey, um, So the way I'm looking at this is Brian and Bree win at Hell in a Cell. Miz wins at Super Showdown. Do you think maybe they give Jan and Brian the Royal Rumble win this year? It's looking like it. Yeah. It's looking like it. Because they could still get him in that match. Just flies not. in the face of everything I just said, but it's looking like it. Knocking on more wood. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that, I think, I don't know if you... That would be awesome. That should be, that should, that's what they should do. Yeah, I don't think uh, I have much more to say. Um, I do have a fun fact this week. Oh, great. Um... Lay it on me. It's rather, I guess, uh, timely given, well, I guess not anymore since that was older, but it's about Hulk Hogan. Um, so, the rip in his shirt, when he tears his shirt apart... yeah. When he did it for the first time in the very early 80s, before he was even, I think, employed by Vince McMahon, it ripped accidentally. Then he realized the reaction that it got once he frustratingly pulled it off, that his then-wife, Linda, decided to cut three rips in the back to make it tear easier. Wow. And that is how the tear of the Hogan shirt originated. Wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah, right? That reminds me of uh, how Stone Cold got his name. You know, his British wife told him his tea was going to yeah. get Stone Cold. Oh, my God. I know the story about his coffee or his tea. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was tea. I just said that. But I never knew that she was British, and that makes sense why she used the word stone cold. That's yeah. That's something that Americans say. Yeah. He was yeah, thinking okay. about what, huh. his, what his name should be, and he was looking at the list with Frosty McFreeze and all. <laughs> right. <laughs> the yeah. Hilarious list. You should definitely Google if you haven't heard of it. Stone Cold's potential gimmick names before he oh, made the I jump heard. to Austin 316. Well, yeah, for yeah. the listener, I'm sure you, I'm sure you did. Um, yeah, they are pretty strange. Yeah, but he's so he's looking at that, and she said, "Don't you know? Don't worry about that." He's stressed out. Don't worry about that. Just drink your tea. It's gonna get stone cold. That's sick. Um, I finally got one. Just really quick, don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but I'm looking at the Evolution card, and we have a confirmed NXT Women's Championship match, a confirmed SmackDown Women's Championship match, which I think will most likely be Becky and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We have a confirmed Raw Women's Championship match, which we think will be Ronda and Nikki. Mm-hmm. We have the confirmed Mae Young Classic. Which, not that we care about spoiling, but I just, I won't say what the match is, but it's already known who the match will be. There are six matches already for Evolution. Whether or not the participants are named, there are six concrete match slots filled. Right. Okay. We have Naomi, Asuka, the Iconics, um, Sasha Banks, and Bayley. Um, uh-huh. I guess my point, I guess my point's kind of invalid now. I guess there aren't that many more women to fill the spots. But, I mean, okay, not to fill the spots, but what would the matches be, I guess is my point. Because they, they said that there's going to be 50 women. That's their big number, 50 women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, well, there's going right to have to be a battle royal 12. with everyone you just said and some legends, some more I legends. I know, but so close to the Royal Rumble because that oh, was my oh, mind frame. I'm glad you said that. Last week, 
Titus Worldwide and Dana talking about Dana getting on the card. We didn't say this, but there's going to be 50. Of course she's going to be on the card. There's going to be 50 women. That was a really dumb thing to say last week, was it not? Because that was that was it their was. justification for putting her in the match with Sasha Banks so she could try to earn her way on the card. But it's like, oh, they're desperate for women. They already said there's going to be 50. Like, she's on the card. She has to be. Yeah, I don't know. You don't think it's weird to have a battle royal so close to the, the Rumble? Um, well, how else do you do it? I mean, how many have you counted up how many women are in the six matches that we know there are? Is it, They're all singles yeah, matches. Yeah, there's no so Yeah, okay, so... Wow, so you have 38, yeah. 38, you know, you can maybe, well, they can maybe do a few Pretty more sure a few more matches. I don't know, you could have Sasha turn on Bailey or vice versa between now and then, now that we know that the women's, the four horse women thing is further off, obviously going to be further off than we were talking about probably a month ago. Um, yeah. So maybe that, I don't know. I mean, that's all, even that, that's only, then you just have 36 women to, to fill, you know, with less matches. I don't know, so I don't know. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I was just thinking about it out loud, and I was interested. Definitely in an interesting that. exercise. I'll give it some thought this week and hopefully make some progress by next week. There we go. I like that. Yeah. I like that closer. Optimism. That's, that's what we're all about here, is it not? Absolutely. Excellent. Well, that's what we try to be about as much as they let us. Yeah, in the face of adversity. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. You can follow me on Twitter at RealHugeActor. My name is Jimmy Moorcraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Moorcraft. Like us on Facebook at Wishful Booking Pod and email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. So long, guys. Later. You can make a plan. Carve it into stone. Like a feather falling It is still unknown Until the clock speaks up Says it's time to go You can choose the high Or the lower road You might clench your fist Walk your tongue as you curse or praise all the things you've done and the faders move and the music dies as we pass over on the arc of time. So you nurse your love like a wounded dove In the covered cage of night Every star is crossed by frenetic thoughts They separate and then collide And they twist like sheets till you fall asleep And they finally unwind It's a black balloon, it's a dream you'll soon Chalk outline And 